I'm Nella van Talbuk for Biz News, and with me is DA Abroad's Global Chair, Ludre Stevens, and we're going to talk about the online overseas registration that is taking place from October. Hi, Ludre. Welcome again to Biz News. Thank you, Linda. It's nice to be here. So, they delayed the date. It was supposed to be early October, but now it's going to be a bit later. So, they're supposed to go live today with the overseas registration for um, South Africa's living abroad. And they announced that it'll now only go live on the 24th of October. So it's delayed by two weeks. It was always supposed to go live on the 6th of October 1st, then it delayed until the 10th and now the 24th. So another two weeks. So why is it important to South Africans to register overseas? Is it now much easier? Well, so um, this is the first time ever that we'll have online registration for overseas voters. And this is game changing. Because previously, you could only go and register to vote at the embassies in person around the world. Um, and so that meant, obviously, we had loads of physical barriers from registering. So now we can do online voter registration. And this is game-changing. And there's a few reasons why you have to go register. The first thing is you cannot vote if you are not registered. That's as simple as that. And so if you don't register, the battle is lost already. So number one, you can't vote without um, registering. Number two, we're now in the age of coalition politics in South Africa. And so we've seen in the last two, two years and a bit with the various coalitions in the SA, you either have stable coalitions run by the DA and its coalition partners where it's, it's based on principles and values, or you have coalitions of corruption where um, the various other parties do horse trading and you know just kind of run the cities into the ground. And often with a majority of one council and one seat, are you able to form a stable coalition or not? And also, the way that our politics works with um, proportional representation. So let's say, for example, every member of parliament seat is about 50,000 votes, and there's 34,000 votes, and that thing gets rounded up to a full MP, and that becomes an MP of the DA. That means suddenly with one seat, we form a coalition that is stable and gets our country out of this mess of streets exploding and corruption and cadre deployment and load shedding. So we can now register to vote online overseas. Why wouldn't we do that? Like, why would we just grab the opportunity and be part of that, that solution? So if you, if you want to change the system, you know, go and register and vote. So what are the scenarios? So you're a brand new voter. How, what do you do? You're already on the voters' roll. Or you might just be in South Africa, but you might be overseas at that time. And you think, why don't I go and vote at my local embassy? Absolutely. So there are three scenarios for overseas voting um, and registration. It is, as you mentioned, the first one is I'm a brand new voter. So I've just turned 18 and I'm a South African citizen and I live overseas. Or I've never voted before and I want to want to vote this time. So brand new brand new, uh, registration. The second scenario is you you are on the voters roll and you want to change it to an overseas mission. So you, pre you previously registered in South Africa and you want to move to the overseas mission or you move from Australia to London and you want to move it from, from that point to the other point. And then the third scenario is a temporary overseas vote. So you want to keep your voting station in South Africa, but you're going to be overseas for work, holiday, visiting family, and uh, you want to be vote, vote then. So that's called the VC10 process. So the first two scenarios you can do already when they go live on the 24th of October. And the third scenario you'll be able to do with a certain amount of weeks just before the election. But if people just follow us on the DA Abroad website or DA website and sign up to our alerts, we will let them know how to register, when to register, when to send the VC10 forms, and also answer any questions. But yes, all three scenarios, new registrations, change of voting station, and temporary overseas voting stations 
will be available via the same service. So what do you need? Um, passport and ID? Unfortunately, yes. Right now they're, they're making us, the IC is making us use, you have to have a valid passport and an ID book or smart card. We are going to try and fight this a bit more, but as it stands right now, you have to have both. Now, we understand that South Africans living overseas don't always have both, and many people have had many issues trying to renew their passports um, mm. with just ridiculous turnaround times. So we ask people to do three things. One is, if you're going to South Africa for Christmas and this December holiday, please go and renew your passport and ID whilst in South Africa. It takes five days. It's a nice, fast service. Please just do it there. However, if you're not going to go to ESA between now and the end of the registration um, period or the election period, then just start contact your local embassy or consular service and apply for it now. But thirdly, if you have any problems, if you've been waiting for a long time or the embassy doesn't respond to you or the turnaround time is just too long, please again contact us, the DA Abroad at contact at daabroad.org. We have an escalation service that we use to highlight those issues with the Department of Home Affairs. So I know it is a schlep to have your passport and ID, and I know it feels like this is insurmountable admin thing if you don't have one or the other. But the thing is this, you, you can't vote if you don't register and just just please apply for the ID on passport. So there's three processes. Do an essay when you get there or contact your, your embassy or right now. Or please contact us and we'll help you if there's problems with the local embassy. And then there's the issue of where you can vote. At the moment, you can only vote at embassies and we've recently interviewed the IEC and they say that's not going to change. Yes, so... The IEC has to follow the Electoral Act, and the Electoral Act says that you can only vote at foreign missions. So these are embassies, consular services, and high commissions. Now, the Department for International Relations and Cooperation, DIRCO, they are responsible for designating overseas missions. So the DA is launching a fight to um, request DIRCO to designate additional overseas voting stations, uh, overseas missions, so they can act as voting stations. So in 2019, the IEC made 125 voting stations available overseas. Our best estimate that there's from we need another 13 to cater for the high density um, South African locations around the world. So we're saying instead of doing 125, we want 138. So this doesn't break the bank. It doesn't break logistical um, barriers from before. The only difference is Durko has to designate additional sites. And so we are launching a, an official process via parliamentary procedure. And if that doesn't work, we will go to the courts um, in order to request more voting stations because they cannot deny us our voting rights. If they're giving 125 other locations with low density South African populations voting rights, why not these other 13 missing ones? So I think people know the DA by now. You know, as I mentioned in our previous interview, that the DA won an eight-year court case battle against Home Affairs to get people who, lo who lost their southern citizenship, um, get it back, the pe those people lost it automatically. It took us eight years and we got there. And, you know, so there's a well-trodden road for us to fight for what is right. And so, obviously, the IEC has to say they can't make more vaccinations available because it's not up to them. But we're going to work to get Durka to designate more sites so that IEC can have more voting stations over there. Yes, I think for South Africans who might not understand, if you are um, living in Scotland... You've got to fly to London. If you live in Cairns, you've got to fly to, um, what is it? So if, for example, in Australia, mm -hmm. the capital city of the country is Canberra and the yes, embassy is there. So in mm. Australia, you would have to, in the old way of doing stuff, fly from Perth 
to Canberra or fly from Sydney to Canberra. And so we are now, we are going to push for voting stations in Perth, Sydney, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, in addition to Canberra. And same thing applies to uh, New Zealand. So in New Zealand, you can only vote in Wellington. We are going to push for Christchurch and Auckland as well. Same thing, this can happen in um, Canada. We're pushing for more, more voting stations. Same in the UK, not just London, but also uh, Belfast, Manchester, and Edinburgh. All these places where there are South Africans and um, we are now being denied the ability to vote because of just this admin perspective. However, we obviously need people to register overseas because those registrations will give make our, our case easier to get more voting stations. So no matter what you do, even if there isn't currently voting station nearby, you please, please, please just register because that's the first step in us being able to get more voting stations, ideally look more closer to people. In the U.S., is it in Washington? Uh, in 2019, in the U.S., you could vote in Washington, New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles. But we have people reaching out to us from Austin and Texas to several other places. So wherever there's certain volumes of people, we will push for voting stations. So you would be lobbying not only the IEC, but specifically Durka? Well, the way it works is, so the, the chain, if you think about it, is that the IEC can only implement what the law says. The law is dictated by the Electoral Act, unless there are court orders that overrides the Electoral Act at that point. Now, the courts do not like uh, people going to the courts and overriding the parliamentary process, and so they frown upon it if you skip a step. So our step number one is we are engaging with Durko via our Shadow Minister for Home, our Shadow Minister for Foreign Relations, in order to ask them, please designate these temporary overseas foreign missions, which hopefully they do. And if they don't, we will then obviously try to go through the parliamentary process of changing the Electoral Act, of which there isn't enough time left anymore, mm-hmm. and then we'll mount the court case. But we can only mount the court case after we've said we've done step one and step mm-hmm. two. So step one is we will be um, requesting Durko to do that. If they say yes, then they have to declare those places and then then nothing else needs to change because then the IEC can just use those foreign missions then as voting stations. However, if Durka doesn't play ball, then we will have to force their hand to do that. What kind of numbers are we talking about? What are you hoping to achieve? Because when you look at official numbers, you know, they're not as many South Africans. When you actually live in one of these countries, you know there are a lot more. Exactly. So census data is really skewed and every country has a different a, a different way of asking questions depending on the ask you, you know, where you were born or where you go to university or what your, your nationality is. And so you can't rely on census data. And so we have used a variety of sources and gotten to a place whereby um, obviously there are, we can't, there's no direct number of how many people are overseas. However, we know where majority of South Africans are. And so our target is to get 200,000 people registered online. Now, in 2015, only 31,000 people were registered. So we want 200,000 because now gone from a physical process to an online process. And obviously then from that point, it's all about voter turnout because unfortunately, voting is still in person, not online or any other method. Um, and so our, our steps is make sure we can be registered. And if we get 200,000 people registered, we use those numbers to get more voting stations where those people are registered ultimately. And then we want to increase the voting stations from 125 to at least 138, but more if we actually have people in locations that we didn't previously budget for. That would give you how many seats? Well, so 
of these 200,000 people that, that we um, want to get registered, <laughs> we want to aim to get 100,000 DA votes. And depending on the turnout of the, of the election, and so there are 400 seats in parliament. And depend, let's say, for example, then if um, 20 million people turn out to vote, that means 50,000 people equals one MP. So our objective is to get two MPs elected to parliament with the overseas vote. So 100,000 votes. But the main number is 200,000 registrations. That's where we start. Without these registrations, we can't get anything done. So step number one, everyone. Step number one, just register online. So that's your final message to South Africans? Exactly. Step number one, register online. That is the first domino in the entire process. And get your documents in order that you can do that. Exactly. Exactly. And if you don't, the DA will help you. Precisely. So so we have an escalation process directly to Department of Home Affairs via our Shadow Minister of Home Affairs back in SA. And uh, if you can't get through your embassy, if there's been if you've been waiting for months, if they are just not helping you, please get in contact with us via our website and we will happily escalate that for you because this is just so important and so crucial. It was Ray Stevens from the DA Abroad. Thank you so much. Thank you, Linda.